us more. What's your name? My name is Rich. And you are? I'm a divorced single parent. Tell me about how you felt going through your divorce. It, it felt like my world was over, that I, I was never going to have love in my life again. I was never going to have peace in my heart again. It was awful. And that's one of the things we cover here. All this month, we are dealing with peace. But before we get into it, I want to remind you to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. You can do that on the accessmore.com platform or wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Also, um, while you're at it, download our new app um, on any app platform so that you can be in touch with us and not only hear these podcasts, but also all the amazing resources that we offer for single parents, including online groups and in-person groups. So you can find all that on the Solo Parent app. This week, we are talking about peace related to the gift of a whole heart. When I went through my divorce, I felt like the world was over, that I'd lost my kids forever. Did you feel a little crazy? Uh, very crazy. I, I, was I had no peace. Hey, I'm Robert Beeson. I'm the founder of Solo Parent Society. Because of firsthand experience, I want to say to you single parents right now that you are not alone. This society was created by solo parents as a place and now a podcast for you to begin to heal, connect with others, and to start to believe that there is hope because there is definitely hope. I can tell you firsthand that your life can be fuller, relationships can be richer, and you can overcome all that you've lost. Welcome to the Solo Parent Society Podcast. Okay, so you've experienced enough surprise in your life. We all have as single parents. We don't want this podcast to be one of those surprises, so I want to tell you what to expect in this episode. But before I do, I would like to introduce you to my lovely co-host, Kimberly Mitchell. Hello. Hi, Kim. How are you? You know, I chuckle every time that you say you have enough surprises in your life. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> it's so true, right? Yes, it's so true. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to, I'm glad to sit yeah. apart, uh, well, across I'm from gonna, you. Yeah. Uh, well, explain a little bit more. We oh, dive deep into topics. Do. Yes, we do. <laughs> and sometimes we get really personal pretty quick. Uh, you and I were both, Robert, uh, we were both single parents for over eight years. Yeah. And so in these episodes, we like to, well, like to, we feel we need to deal with some super hard stuff sometimes, but we know we will always end in a place of hope. That's right. And one of the things that's super important that you um, is that you get all the resources and insights that we discuss here, along with links to the uh, appropriate uh resources, I mm -hmm. guess. And that will all be in the show notes. So if you're driving or running or, um, I don't know what, running out of a burning building <laughs> and listening to this podcast, don't stress. You can uh, find this. You don't have to write it down right now. You can go to the show notes and find all the resources and insights that we talk about here. So here's the thing. Scripture teaches us to love God with our whole heart. Mm -hmm. But many single parents, we feel the weight of a broken or shattered heart. The idea of experiencing wholeness or having a whole heart after encountering loss and the day-to-day -day struggle of being a single parent, it seems unrealistic. Our feelings of stress, fear, and shame, and many other things often keep our heart fractured and, and our peace diminished. We long to feel peace, right, Kim? Mm -hmm. We long to feel whole again, but often we feel so stuck in our shattered condition. Yeah. Kim, <laughs> how was it for you related to this yeah. idea of whole heart or peace? Totally broken. Um, like, this was never supposed to be the story. And I'm a Pentecostal preacher's kid, so this especially was never supposed to be, you know, you're a divorced girl, you couldn't, you know, after 13 years of marriage. And I totally felt... 
yeah, broken, shattered, all those things. And then after like six years of being a single mom, I'm like, well, I'm obviously super unlovable also because mm. nobody wants me. Mm. And God and I had some very tough conversations and um, yeah. I just, it was a, it was hard at first. And yet, you know, we can find our way and our hearts can heal, but, and we listen to lies. I will t say that too. Mm. There were lots of lies spoken into my life and that maybe some other women and men can relate. Just when you are told you are unlovable by someone who is supposed to love you mm -hmm. for a long time, then you believe it. So, uh, Sometimes we just need to take some time with Jesus when it took some time yeah. to just kind of feel that He loves me just because I'm breathing. That's right. Yeah. I know for me, feeling whole was not something that I, that I even thought that I could attempt to do again. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. However, I will say that it was that very season of my life mm. that transformed me. Mm -hmm. And um, I can say on the other side of it, I feel the idea of having a whole heart after eight and a half years of raising my kids alone, yeah. my three girls, um, those very things that were difficult that left me feeling shattered and like mm -hmm. I didn't have peace um, were the things that served me well mm -hmm. in moving towards finding peace in a whole heart. So <laughs> funny how that works. <clears throat> it's incredible. Yeah, but I think if truly. we're deliberate, we talk about this all the time, yeah. it is something that can really transform us, yeah, right? Absolutely. So fortunately, today we have a guest who has literally written the book on this topic. Mm -hmm. For over 30 years, Chip Dodd has poured his heart, experience, and education into serving others. He's a counselor, mentor, speaker, and author of best-selling books, one of which... We just before we recorded here or started recording, it was we were talking about this book comes up constantly <laughs> yeah. in our solo parent groups. It's called Voice of the Heart, and it invites us to begin to know our hearts so that we better know ourselves and can live fully into a relationship with others and ultimately with God. We are so honored, Chip, to have you back in the studio with yes. us. Thank you. I'm Welcome. glad to be here. It's so great to have you. Since our last conversation, um, uh, it was the podcast, I believe, was How to Be in the Struggle. Mm. And it remains probably one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Oh, that's great. I, I learned so much from that and have poured that out to others. So mm. thank you for um, well, thank you for that podcast. If you haven't heard it, I suggest that you, uh, listeners, you go back and listen to it. It's called How to Be in the Struggle. So this month, Chip, we're talking about peace and ways that we can encounter it. And like I said, I couldn't think of a better person mm -hmm. to have back here to discuss finding peace. Mm -hmm. Your book, Voice of the Heart, has so much wisdom, and I think it really helps lead us to finding wholeness and peace. So to start off with, maybe we can just kind of set a base level and talk to us about why wholeness or a whole heart is important to finding peace. You know, just it, just in listening to both of you, just opening mm -hmm. this dialogue, it, it, it's moving, mm -hmm. honestly. It, and it moves me from the inside out. <laughs> Even as you talked about brokenheartedness, being broken, and it just reminds me again that so often we associate our broken hearts with our, therefore we ourselves, who we actually are, are broken, mm -hmm. as in defective, yes. when actually it's the heart that's broken. And then because of the way society works and our upbringings and all those things, we end up judging ourselves instead of moving towards needing, yes. a truly brokenhearted needing. Mm. And even as you opened, I was reminded of you know Isaiah 61 when Jesus said, I came to, when he was in the synagogue, mm. and he repeats Isaiah 61, a section, to bind up the brokenhearted. Yes. Mm. And that brokenhearted means the heart is shattered into so many pieces, it's, it's worse than Humpty Dumpty. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's that it can't come back together again. 
And when he says bind up, he it means hold. Mm-hmm. It means to like be wrapped around and held. And that is the binding up. That is the healing of the broken heart, mm-hmm. which brings us to this strange sort of peace or wholeness. Yeah. And uh, just as a context for peace or, or wholeness today, that we wish to live in a place where that peace is not having to deal or feel. Mm. <laughs> yes. you know, so, so peace for us that passes understanding is the capacity to trust in the midst of when evidence outside of us says what we're wanting or hoping or wishing mm. or needing, mm. or where our security is within connected to relationship with God and some others. Mm. But peace is ultimately about being relationally connected mm. with our hearts, God, and others, in spite of the evidence of reality that says we're crazy. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. they <laughs> feel like that. Well, yes, totally. yes. And, yeah. and, and the thing is that so often, like I say, we've been, I would say, mistaught. Yeah. We've been taken away from how God created us through hmm. society's judgments, yeah. the approval of others. A lot of times our addiction to the approval of others and mm. their pictures of us. But the truth yeah. is that God has actually given us, birthed into us, an inherent uh, uh, capacity. He gave us mm. eight feelings, and I say eight feelings, that, that are tools that actually allow us to live fully in a place that's tragic Hmm. so that we can reconcile this pain as a way of finding who we're made to be and then doing what we're made to do again Hmm. in spite of whatever's happened in our lives. I love that. You write Mm -hmm. about those eight feelings in your book, Mm -hmm. Voice from the Heart. Um, Are there impairments that stand in our way to wholeness Mm -hmm. which affects having peace? Yes. If we don't know what to do with hurt, if we don't know where to take it, yeah. If we don't know what to do with fear mm-hmm. or loneliness or sadness or anger or guilt mm-hmm. or healthy shame even, what, what it's made to take us to, then we won't know what to do with gladness or uh, hope hmm. or, or the freedoms or the reaching out or the, the risk of vulnerability. Huh. Because like just for example, hurt just yeah. or loneliness. Let's just do loneliness. Loneliness is a feeling that actually tells us how we're made hmm. well, we're made right. Loneliness is the the need of relationship feeling. So whenever we're experiencing loneliness, we're literally in need of connection. And the neuroscientists today, the neuroscientists have finally caught up with what the the scriptures have been saying, that as a person thinks in their heart, so so is the person. And also it's like... like, uh, uh, Solomon says that when a person falls in the ditch, woe be to the person who doesn't have uh, someone there with a hand to reach out to them. Hmm. Do you know? So we're literally created for relationship. Mm-hmm. The neuroscientist said that we're made for social connection <laughs> to find social contentment. It's almost like they're saying we're created for through connection to find peace hmm. or wholeness. Yeah. And so this like, loneliness actually calls me to reach out to say I'm in need of spending time with me. Hmm. Or I'm in need of spending time with you, or I'm in need of spending time with God, or I'm in need of actually spending time creating or shaping something to present to life that says I'm here. Hmm. So loneliness calls us to intimacy. Yeah. Into that's, me see. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, so before we get 
too much further into that. There's two, would you, first of all, list the eight feelings? Yes. And we don't have to dive into all of them, but no, just for the sake I, of getting I, it down. Yeah, yeah, I'll list the eight feelings, and I'll, and I'll put the one we're after last. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you know, because everyone, everyone has put, put, for now for 20 years, people say, how come there are seven bad ones and only one good one? <laughs> so we, there, there is sadness, mm. hurt, mm. fear, loneliness, anger, healthy shame, mm-hmm. guilt, and then gladness. Mm. Wow. And our gladness actually comes from being good at using the other seven feelings. Mm. If you're good at stepping into loneliness and using it and reaching towards what you're made to have, which is intimacy, being known, if you're good at sadness, you will come to a place through grief, you know, fight, grieving loss, reconnecting with the people who can stand in it with you, They'll meet you in your needs. God will literally show up in his presence to care, and you will experience it. You come to a place called acceptance, which means resolved to keep living in spite of what's happened, which means daring to attach again, Hmm. daring to care again, daring to trust again. Because life's experiences have told us so often to bury the heart, Hmm. get rid of you, stay in your tomb, shut your mouth, and, Mm -hmm. and resign yourself to survival. Mm-hmm. And God said, I came to give life and life to the full. Mm-hmm. And the deceiver, the yes. thief, comes to rob, steal, and kill. Mm-hmm. And and kill how we're made yeah. and kill who we're made to be, kill who's we're made to be with, who's we're made to be, yeah. and then kill what we're made to do, hmm. which is to share life with each other. Yeah. So we have to understand our feelings to move into wholeness. We really do. And yes, yeah. we really we really do, because loneliness, just for example, since we're on that, we could do hurt or any of them. but. Uh-huh. But, but there's a process that through willingness, mm-hmm. which is allowing our hearts to hope again. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of living in the judgment, we live in how we were created. Mm-hmm. And this hope thing is an eternal flame. I mean, it yeah. can go low, but it doesn't go out. Oh. I mean, even in the depths of our depressions and our anxieties, which make us try to control life, there's this thing in us that can't stop wishing that yes. tomorrow was different. Right. Or that something would happen. It's like a pilot light. It's a pilot. Oh, that's that's such a beautiful example. Robert, it's a pilot light. Mm. And then when we're connected or when we're we're seen Mm. and when we belong and we matter, the light goes up. Wow. I mean, the hope is increased. It's confirmed. So Mm -hmm. through willingness and then daring to hope. Patience means carrying the burden of hope. Mm. So through willingness and patience with capacity to wait, which is very difficult, which is painful, so we got to process pain to, to yes. have patience. And then through taking the risk of reaching with our hands uh-huh. and using our voices to say, I'm here, I need, I feel, I wish, I hope, I dream, and then please you know, let me back in. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is that, that we start, we have a voice, we take up space, and then we can rejoin. And that's where the rejoining is getting the gift of what loneliness can do for mm-hmm. us. But loneliness, if we don't own it, mm-hmm. which is scary, it yeah. puts us into vulnerability again. And mm-hmm. vulnerability means uh, can, can available to be wounded. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my goodness, what a conflict. But we're created to join, created to, mm-hmm. to be in relationship. Oh shoot, well that means woundedness again. If we don't do it, yeah. the impairments, then apathy becomes the course that we start getting sucked into, which removes us from having to feel loneliness. 
Like resentment becomes mm. the impairment that pulls us away from processing hurt so we can heal. Mm. Almost like there's a direction left and a direction right. One is you're calling the impairment. One would go towards the impairments, which isolate us mm. from, from how we're created. In fact, Jeremiah 17, 5 and 6, beautiful scripture because there's a comparison contrast mm-hmm. as, it goes, as, it, as, it, as it goes on. It says, cursed is the person, and that doesn't mean condemned. Mm. Condemned is like you've been ground into sausage. You're not coming back <laughs> right. as, <Yeah>. as anything. <laughs> you know, it's over. <laughs> yes, there's no wholeness. There's no peace, you know. But it, cursed means isolated mm. from how you're made, who you're made to be, who's you're made to be, and what mm. you're made to do. And it says this person, the cursed is the person who trusts in their own yeah. flesh, who depends upon their own strength, whose heart has gone away from, from God. Mm. And they will be like a bush planted in the wastelands, yeah. which is alone, because this bush is actually, I've studied it, it, mm. it only allows enough shade for one. <laughs> and that's where they, a lot of the theologians think that Hagar and Ishmael separated because there was only enough shade for Ishmael over here and Hagar over there. Because the bush only shades one. Only shades one. Uh, Interesting. And so she wept in hearing his weeping and could not be with him because to remove herself would be death and to remove him would mean death. So isolated is a grief-filled experience that takes us towards an ending that we don't have to have. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, that's why it's such a big deal. Pull back from isolation. Pull back from those impairments. Take the risk of getting with someone who knows what it's like to have a heart and have pain Mm -hmm. and also knows where to go with pain. Mm. Because don't you think sometimes we get really comfortable in our mess sometimes? Like, it's it's the safe place because we've known it for so long. You know what? So, like, for example, there's there's a a lot of talk talk in the the world of homelessness, for example that one of the worst things that can happen, this is crazy talk at first, one of the worst things that can happen for a person who's homeless is that they get a bed, a roof, mm. and, a, and, a, and a checkbook hmm. because the anxiety goes up, possibilities go up, right. and also the remembering of, of where I was goes up. And the loss. Yeah. And the loss. Right. And so I'm better off where I was where the hope's diminished and the anxiety's gone. I don't so have to take so risk. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anxiety's an anticipation of that bad thing happening again. Yes. And I think a lot of single parents, like, because we're so uncertain, like I had a total meltdown with Jesus when I turned 40 and I felt like I will never be ever remarried again. Nobody wants me. So you signed off. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Except you couldn't. No, (laughs) no, because, you know, I really, I just let God, I kind of let him have it, which he can handle. I know. Yes. And, and he's so kind and gracious. And then I, you know, a few days later, I'm like, I'm content wherever you are going to take me. Amen. So and that surrender, yes, that could have gone towards I'm going to fight against my heart, mm. became I'm relinquishing my de- my demands to not have to feel or yeah. demands over what happens next. So you were right there, obviously, and said, God, it's yours. So is that how we combat uncertainty? Just kind of going. Ugh. Surrender. Surrender. Yeah, which literally means, I mean, and I'm sitting here married, but mm-hmm. I mean, married or single or or or, or life, life, we're all living life, yeah. and surrender really is the key yes. that I think opens up the treasure trove of God mm-hmm. and actually even allows us to start seeing where God is giving other people in our lives to mm-hmm. give us 
Hmm. You know, that sense of connection that we're created for. Yeah, totally. You know, for whatever reason, I'm thinking about someone in our solo parent group and that is walking through a really tough time. And she's very fearful because not only is she in the brokenness of divorce, but she has a child that is experimenting. He's past Mm -hmm. the age of account. Like he's he's over 18. Yeah. But experimenting with things that are destructive, um, and I just can sense this this fear. Mm-hmm. And and frankly, I, I went through the same thing with my oldest sure. a long time. What would you say to that to that mom that's just carrying this load of fear? What are some ways, practical ways, that she can combat that? I, I, I I'm following everything that you're saying, yeah. and I like the idea of the impairment versus the yeah. the right way to look mm-hmm. at things. But for whatever reason, she's on my heart right now, thinking about you know. Addressing fear as yeah. not just run from fear. What would you say mm-hmm. to her? That, 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 that to her and to all of us, uh, she that person is in a horrible situation mm-hmm. because it, that love's already been lost on one hand, dreams have been squashed, mm-hmm. and now this let's say a child mm-hmm. is now now is next, and horror. Yeah. Uh, uh, Every mama's worst nightmare, yeah. In yes. terms of the, all the possibilities, and, yes. and and she already knows that what can already happen in terms right. of dreams and wishes and hungers, and so that fear is a legitimate experience of, of what can happen in this tragic place. Mm-hmm. So, so God has given us fear that allows us to identify danger. Mm-hmm. to recognize possibilities of things that can happen that we have seen happen before. Right. So fear is a feeling that lets us cry out. Mm-hmm. The very fact that you know about her situation, condition, and heart is that she's doing the very thing that God has created us to mm-hmm. do in mm-hmm. a place where life often turns out differently than we wish because mm-hmm. we're not home. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. this isn't home. Right. I mean, it's a, this is a tough place. No matter how we paint ourselves, Yes. And how shiny our cars are. Yeah. I mean, this this isn't home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her fear is there to be translated into asking for help, mm-hmm. to reach out for help. So instead of parenting, mm-hmm. she needs to be with parents. Instead mm-hmm. of parenting, she needs to be with other people who knows what who know know what it's like to struggle. And then she seeks the wisdom in their struggle. But before she seeks the wisdom, she seeks the comfort. Mm-hmm. Of being of being cared for, mm. because she needs to have strength poured into her yeah. to be able to step into the strength of reaching towards someone who doesn't want her mm-hmm. or yes. isn't aware of fear or who she doesn't have control of. Right. Yes. right. That, that she has to stand in that with love, which means I can't stop you, barring mm-hmm. you know commitment or or yeah. jail yeah. or right. or law enforcement. But I know I love you, mm-hmm. and if you go that direction that I beg you not to, mm. and that I need you not to. I want you to know something. You're not going through me on this. I know you can go around me, mm. but if you walk out that door, if you stay on this course, I want you to know that when you're ready to come back, the light's on, mm-hmm. the table's set, and the door's unlocked, but I will not go this way with you. Mm. Now she's gonna have to have the security yeah. of the strength of others in her life to help her hold on mm. right. to this truth this love truth that allows her to let go and keep loving, yeah. you know, while still doing everything she needs to do. But fear is a feeling that allows us to cry out for help, ask for it, reach for it. Mm, that's really good. And I, yeah. I'm just and it's rem- practical. Right. Yes. I mean, it's real. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm, I'm reminded of the things that we do primarily of Solo Parent Society in our groups 
there's no secret sauce to like, here are all the answers to yeah. fixing your yes. life. It's oh. more about, we're just going to we be seen. We all look the list. Right. <laughs> I know. I, I know. live the list. <laughs> That's right. But so much of the strength comes from just being in the same room or even on the same Zoom call with other people and being seen and recognized for having similar. There's so much strength that comes from that. Robert, that, that mm-hmm. is neuroscience and ancient. Mm-hmm. That, that, that literally the word encouragement comes from the recognition of a deficit of courage in somebody else. So, I mean, literally, we're, we have a bucket of courage, and that's how come we need to live daily life instead of the long, long haul. We have to live one day at a time. Because yes. if you're really living, courage means full-hearted participation. Mm-hmm. So if you're fully participating every day, which y'all do, you've poured it out, mm-hmm. which means that at the end of the day, you need to have your bucket refilled. And if you don't get it refilled, you literally become discouraged, mm-hmm. which means loss, removal of courage. And it's, uh, you said, it's miraculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like, it, it, it's, it spellbinds me sometimes that without you and I touching each other, yeah. without me putting a plate of food or a fork or an injection or giving you mm-hmm. a pill, words of truth, yes. feel, people who feel their feelings tell the truth, give their story yeah. and say, I'm not going, I'm here. Mm. You know, they're saying, I'm here by the presence of their stories. It actually goes into a person. Mm. Those words go in. If there's a slot that's open that can be reached, and the person has this strange encouragement, the capacity to participate in heart another day Mm. with hope. I mean, it, it's it, beautiful. It's it's real, and it's something that we see happen day in and day out. And just as a side, as a kind of a plug here, if you're listening to this, go to our app and mm. find an online group. They happen twice a week, and anyone is welcome. We have people from all over the country, so that you can know that you're you're mm-hmm. seen and heard. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and, and look what you've done to. I mean, your pain, your yeah. brokenness, <laughs> your wounds, your heartache. Mm-hmm. You said I, I'm not made to live like this, mm-hmm. and somehow. I've got to find another way. And this is rolled, <clears throat> literally rolled, into expansion because right. because your, your needs being met awaken you to wishing to meet others' needs who are where you were. Mm. Yes. The, 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 the Good Samaritans, <clears throat> excuse me, the Good Samaritans' blessing to the us in the ditch mm. has become that guy passing it forward. It's so true. It's so true. And, and the, the multiplication <clears throat> factor of... The potential multiplication factor of that as we pass along what we've been given. I think about the the one leper that came back. Mm-hmm. Jesus healed 10. One came back. Let's be that one that comes back yeah. to the source and continue yeah. to, to push forward. And what's beautiful, too, your witnesses. It's not like you believe something. Your witnesses. I mean, right. I mean, yeah. uh, oh, somebody it's who story. believes yeah. something knows that water is wet. Somebody who's a witness has has been with it. So, Chip, so true. how can we, being aware of our feelings like we've discussed, um, let's change the kind of the the perspective a little bit. How does that help us be better parents? Mm. Oh, it's wonderful. There's a book called Parenting with Heart mm. by Chip Dodd and, <laughs> and Stephen James. I've and, heard of him. Yeah, and, and, and the beauty of the parenting book is that it's for parents. Mm. And even when the publisher, mm. they sent a, a, a mock-up of the, the front of the book, it was like all these post-it notes, all the things I've got to do to make uh. sure this child X, Ys, and Zs, right? So it's another list book. Like, no, 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 this isn't a list book. This is a parenting book <laughs> for parents. Mm. So parents first have to have relationship with themselves and others who relate to them. 
like a ship, yeah. a fellowship, ship of fellows. Yeah. So parents have to have parents, mm. other parents who they can share, lean on, yeah. grieve with, celebrate with, discover with, find wisdom with, and that supplies the parent with the capacity to raise a child. Hmm. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, and, and the beauty, the most beautiful thing about a parent is to remember without it becoming a, 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 a punishment to remember being a child. The greatest way to parent is to remember being a child. Mm. Because, mm. oh, oh yeah, empathy. Oh, yeah, I remember I was a child. Yeah, you I was know? just going to ask you about that because if we can understand our feelings, and they say it's easier to build strong children than repair broken men. Yeah. So how? what are the best ways to help our kids understand their feelings how do we do that? By, literally, by one is you, you, you living them. Live it, right? You honestly living them, but you, you knowing it for sure. Yeah. And then before you teach it, have it. Mm. You know, you can't give you what you don't have. have. I can't. Right. I can't. And and what's amazing is mm. I've never been a single parent, mm-hmm. and I've been married to Sonia for all these years. By the you know, and we all know by the grace of God. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even as you guys are remarried, you yeah. still go. This aware is of that. hard. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but so, 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 so you could say, well, how could I relate? But see, I know pain. Mm. I know loss. Yeah. I know heartache. I know heartbreak. Mm-hmm. So my sensitivity and not being in denial and having to come to places of either I go down or I surrender and something raises me up mm. allows me to be able to be with you, mm. right? Yeah. And it even lets you invite me to be here. Mm. Yeah. So children need all the same things. Same. So to raise like full-hearted children or strong children, we have to have what we're offering. Mm-hmm. And so by us knowing our hearts, there's a memory in them that they try really hard to forget mm. is mm. that I remember when I once cried myself. Mm. Right. So children try to fight off their tears eventually because society's pushing their tears away and saying, unless you're independent and powerful, and just get realistic, you don't fit. Hmm. But God says, no, unless you're capable of depending and being present and living truthfully, you won't yes. live. And so parents who take the risk of showing dependence, being dependent upon their friends and God, mm-hmm. and, and no matter what reality says, the truth says something else. Hmm. And by my presence with you, mm-hmm. I'm going to draw you, even though you can leave it, right. you know it's here. So parents are actually hmm. show what they're wanting their children to have. Or really keep, right? Because we were born with it, and huh. parents who become, I would say, sweet, uh, sweet parents, and I don't mean sweet like sentimental, mm. but I mean like mm. they taste good, mm. they have fruit. Yes, they're the parents who who actually never give up on how they're created, mm. and so they have a memory that they were born a certain way, uh-huh. and they're reminding their children like you're born for something else, yes. not this. If it's going one, one you know, yeah. yeah. So keep heart. It's about keeping heart. Keep heart. Keep I hear hearts. that. I, I hear that. And, yes. you know, I, I could just continue to talk forever with you, Chip. I, I love every time yes. we get a chance to sit across from each other. Me too. This is so rich. Um, just for our listeners, just to remind is we're trying to to, to kind of land this plane that, <laughs> that, I mean, literally, we could go, I want uh, I, I want to ask you, okay, let's go through every feeling. Yes, and let's know. give you the... You know, Robert, Sanja makes fun of me. She says, you know, Chip, you're like Donkey from Shrek. You're just like, somebody says, what time is it? You say, 
say, let's go to Watch Factory. <laughs> let's look at where this comes from. So, you know, you'll have to big me off, kind of like do your hands no, up. But, good. But I, so I, good. I, I, I'm 62 years old, hmm. and I've been in this field, this this redemption world, in the addiction field for th- for 25 wow. years, and that's that's that's. That's deadly. Mm. That's that's where that's where life and death comes to a real crucible moment, yeah. you know. And uh, I, I'm not here to. I'm saying I'm not burned out. Mm. So what yeah. I mean is that's about keeping heart, yes. which is not by me but by Him mm-hmm. and with others in my life to sustain that which I was born to be like. Yeah. So I mean I love this. I, I mean I, I'm I, even hearing y'all talk. See I'm. I'm encouraged. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got strength just by being with you. I mean, in, in a real way, talking about real things yeah. that have real impact on real people. Well, that's so good. Yes. You know, I, I, for so many single parents, um, the idea of having a whole heart seems so so far off, oh, no. and we feel the weight of feeling shattered, like we talked about in the open. Mm. Um, what I'm hearing from you, and I'll let you just kind of have some closing thoughts, um, is that we look at our lives as this heart that's just been scattered, shattered, whatever you want to call it. Um, and there are pieces all over the place. But I guess what I'm, where I'm going is I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of, yes, there are facets that may look like anger, that may look like loneliness, that may look like this, but they're actually more intact than the enemy makes us yeah. believe. And that does not mean hurt, it's not hurt or it's not lonely or whatever. But the idea of a whole heart related to Having peace mm. yes. that passes understanding yeah. is more about seeing how these different facets of our heart can serve us. Would yes. that be fair? That's, no, that's well said, mm-hmm. and uh, and and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but, you wrote uh, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is from your book. <laughs> oh, Robert. no, I, Kim, that's oh, kind of like like I've never heard those words before, and it's like oh, that's beautiful. Oh, 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 okay. No, yeah, I think that's I'm patting myself on the back. Oh, but that's it's just but wholeness just, yeah. does not mean not feeling. Right. See, a lot of times we have this um, uh, a marketed idea. It's, yeah. it's we're being sold a, a, a line of goods that aren't true. Wholeness doesn't mean not feeling, and peace doesn't mean removed, having some place to get away from living. Mm. There's no such place as a way. It's called the garbage dump. I mean, th- yeah. that's where addiction takes everyone. So wholeness yeah. is actually allowing our feelings to connect us to the relationships we're made to have. And then that expands us into a people group, into individuals who have passion, Mm. A willingness to be in pain for something that matters more than pain. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because every time you do it, you're also admitting where you were. Yeah, and where 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 you've come. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so passion is willingness to be in pain. Then you have your people of intimacy into me see, mm. people of forgiveness mm-hmm. and freedom, because guilt is removed where it was. Healthy shame brings us to humility, which mm-hmm. is remember we're all made out of dirt. Yeah. And so you see, you can start to see this wholeness being shaped, mm-hmm. acceptance. And this wholeness looks like a, a, an old story, uh, actually a story that's somewhat old now. But my father um, was a, a wounded man who got whole, hmm. just a sh- long story short. Um, and uh, he started saying something in his late 60s. He died at 83, wow. uh, 10 years ago. And he, in his 60s, started saying, you know, it's okay. It, it's okay. 
And I'm saying, well, I'm thinking about doing so. And I say, son, I, it's okay. Like, go on that vacation. And they, hey, son, it's okay to take a break. Son, it's it's okay to take that risk. But it's okay. And I remember this was something he began to say. And also, I began to trust. Mm-hmm. And he was a wholehearted man who had wounds mm-hmm. healed, who had scars still uh, yeah. vulnerable to the touch. Yeah. But I would say he was whole, and he had found that sense of, hey, it's okay. Uh-huh. Like he was saying, it, it's, it, it takes a lifetime to learn how to live, and God's, God's got it. Yes. Our job is to give ourselves to the one who made it. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing thing that when he passed away, they, O Holy Night passed away, buried him just before Christmas, <laughs> and I asked for O Holy Night to be played at his funeral. And then we did Christmas Eve service literally two days after we buried him, mm-hmm. And they did Oh Holy Night at Christmas Eve service. I began to weep. Yes. And then I started, yeah, oh gosh, oh, Robert, Kim, it was, and I just sat there just shaking in a chair. And Sonia was there with me, thank, thank, thankfully. And um, I heard, it was like I had a mental picture, really like a illumination type thing. And I saw my father standing at the fence they're the bars of defense, not like prison, but you know, the <laughs> defense that separates us from there kind of yes. thing. And he was looking for me mm. to tell me something. <laughs> and I, I looked at, and, and Oh Holy Night, you know, down, beautiful song. Yes. And we need to listen to music to bring us to the pain that brings yes. us peace. Yes. And he said, hey, son, it's okay. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I know, I know. He said, son, no, it's okay, son. <laughs> I mean, it's really okay. And I go, I know. And he said, son, it's okay. And I just put my head down. I said, I, I know, I really do know. And it was like, I'll see you again. And I had that comfort of knowing that. And then that man I'd never seen, he wasn't a big outspoken type celebratory. He didn't dance. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't dance the jig. And he turned like he left me, but he needed to know, he needed to tell me. Yeah. And I needed to hear. Yeah. It's okay. And then he raised his arms up and walked away. Ugh. Now, that's wholeness. What do you mean that's wholeness? We're sitting here at tears. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the wholeness of knowing that where we live is not where we're going to stay yes. and that we've got, we've got a home to go to, but we don't get to be there until then. How do we live while we're here? We live in trusting. We live in combining with each other. We live in a hand out to the one who's in the ditch and a hand up when we're in the ditch. And we build community around us that we know that we're never alone mm. because we are in relationship with the one who's going to walk us through this life. Emmanuel mm. isn't God rescues us from it, but God walks yeah. with us through yes. it. And so that's a wholeness. So so mm. peace to me and wholeness is not um, not having to feel. It's nowhere to go as we do it. And so it's like security is peace and trust is peace. And then ultimately getting to a place where we go, it's okay. Mm. Even when it's not, and it's not, because that sign you're talking about, that's not okay. But it can be okay in the midst of not being okay. And ultimately acceptance is it's not okay, and that's okay. And it's okay at not being okay, but that's not okay. (laughs) So so, you mean, it kind of circles, (laughs) but it's called daily life. But daily life is headed somewhere where, where, guys, we're going home. Mm 
It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful for you spending some time uh, with us today. I appreciate Chip. you being here. Thanks for inviting me and Thanks you for know, making us cry. asking. Yeah, oh. all of us cry. <laughs> no, that was. That was beautiful. Yeah. And, and beautiful. for those of you listening, um, I know you're going to want to uh, check out Chip Dodd's book, Voice of the mm. Heart, Parenting with Heart, um, a number of other ones. The needs of the heart. Needs of the heart. heart. <laughs> that, there you go. Get them all. It's and okay, heart. And the perfect loss, which is about the Beatitudes, one of my favorite books, but I didn't put heart in it, so nobody hears about it. <laughs> um, so we can, we can find all those uh, resources at chipdodd.com. You also have your own podcast, and so we'll put the links yeah. to all that in our oh, show notes. Oh, and hope in the age of Addiction comes out in September. Okay, uh, perfect. Yeah. The Age of Addiction by Ravel Publishing. Perfect. I think it's an important book because it addresses the pandemic, yes. the attempt ah. to run away from how God made us, and addiction ah. is is the result. Is that? Yeah. Yes. Oh. So thank you. I'm scared. Interrupted. But. No, no, it's good. good. <laughs> interrupted for a promo. <laughs> yeah, I know. We pause this program for a chip dog promo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad we're here. Yeah. I needed this. You know what? Single parenting, like I've, we've lived that life, remarried, everything we're going through. I just needed to hear all of that. You're going to make yeah. me cry again. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I think maybe yeah. all of our kids need to hear yeah. it. All of our hearts need to hear yeah. it. And it's okay, it's okay. because of God. He, because and, of God. And us with Him, Him with us. But it's not okay if that's not that struggle connected, you know, fought with. Mm. You know, like say, fought with. I mean, struggle means to 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 struggle with God and live is what the, what the word Hebrew word for Israel. So I mean, you know, we're starting up again. But <laughs> we're going back to the I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. No, I'm, like, I'm not good. saying anything. A donkey, donkey's just gonna make clicking noises over here. It's like, mm. uh, no, I love it. Thanks, Robert, and thank you for listening. Uh, and if you haven't already, can you just subscribe on Access More, our podcast platform, or wherever you get podcasts, so you never miss an episode and never miss one just like this that I think we all need to, to hear. So thank you for that. Our mission is to provide you with resources, community, and support, so make sure to check out the show notes, everything that Robert just said, and I'm repeating. <laughs> it's all good. Also, we'd love to connect and hear your questions and maybe even include you on in a future episode. Mm-hmm. So just search Solo Parent Society on any social media. I want to um, leave our time today as we do every week with our Solo Parent Society guiding verse. It's Isaiah 41, 10. It says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Or as Chip Dodd's dad would say, it's okay. See you here next week. Mm -hmm.